Good afternoon, Patriots, and welcome to the Comedyville. <laughs> That's no other way to say it. That's what we live in these days. It's like a circus, and it doesn't get any less crazy each day. Something new every day pops up, and you're like, oh, now I didn't see that coming. I, I'm ready. You know that I'm ready for? I, I'm ready for this to be come out. I'm ready for someone to, to discover that Ivanka is a man and Trump was a gender flip early on. I mean, I'm, it's, I'm saying that because the world is that crazy. And I'd be like, if that happened, I'd be like, oh, of course. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. <laughs> there is nothing anymore that would shock me at all. It wouldn't shock me at all. Well, Patriots, before we begin, make sure you're getting a good night's sleep. MyPillow.com right now has an amazing flash sale on MyPillow's. They're down as low as 1988, as well as a buy one. Well, it's not a buy one. They have buy one, get ones. But this particular promo is on their sheets, which is $39.98, which is down from $89.98 with your promo code BARDS. And they do have buy one, get one free. So they have the six-piece towel sets. They have the my pillow bed sheets. They have those as well for buy one, get one free. It's phenomenal savings all over the place. And as, as well as the great... My slippers with a new all-terrain tread. So you just can't go wrong. Everything you need for your bed and bath and even stuff for the walls in your house, which most importantly, like the Omen Constitution Collection, which is fantastic. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Take a look at all that they've got. This is a company that puts real dollars into fighting for this nation. And that's part of what has funded this upcoming event in August, which is Selection Code, with the new movie by Laura Logan, it was funded by Mike Lindell. And I will be at that event, so you're going to get to get the latest and greatest on the cutting edge of the release. So, Patriots, head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. If you want to speak to a real live person, they have Patriot Pillow Counselors on standby to take your calls, get you set up. All you have to do is call 800-975-2939. 800-975-2939, and use your promo code BARGE, and you are hooked up and on your way. All right, so let's take a look at some of the crazy. There's plenty of it. I don't know if you heard, but AOC had had a big emotional meltdown because a guy was <laughs> intentionally calling out her booty as she was walking up the Capitol steps. So AOC is having a discussion with her friends about just how difficult it was because the Capitol Police just weren't there to help her. It, it sounded something like this. Hey everybody, I'm here in the Capitol. Um, see this guy right there? Right there. He, when I was walking up, um, he said, hey, right in front of a Capitol Police officer, said, hey, uh, Here's this, look at that big ass, look at that big juicy booty, this Latina, like whatever, you know, all the bunch of racist, sexist stuff. I think the thing that was so crazy about that incident is not even that it happened, but that it happened on the Capitol steps right in front of a Capitol police officer. And this dude was engaged, like this wasn't about a political opinion or protest or anything like that. He was engaged in very clearly sexually threatening, aggressive behavior right in front, on the Capitol steps in front of an officer. And he wasn't even asked to take a step back. Yeah. And while she's worrying about that, the dollar is collapsing. 
there's all sorts of other crazy things happening in the world, like we're shipping in more money to Ukraine. People can't buy gas or they have to choose between gas and food. Rents are increasing. Homelessness is off the charts. I could go on. But thanks, AOC. (laughs) We're proud of you. What can I say? Oh, gosh. What lunacy. This is what I'm saying. It just, it never ceases to get more crazy every single day. Take a listen to this from Matt Walsh. So he coined the terms gender role, gender identity, and sexual orientation. That was all him. He was a professor at York University, uh, or rather a professor at York University, recently published a book labeling John Money the man who invented gender. So suffice it to say, he was an extremely influential man, and anyone who propagates left-wing gender theory today is parroting the ideas of John Money, whether they know it or not, and most, as we've seen, do not. Now, that fact ought to trouble gender theory proponents because John Money was, among other things, a fraud, a quack, and a pedophile. In 1965, after a little boy named Bruce Reimer suffered a botched circumcision, Money convinced his parents to have him castrated and raised as a girl. Now, gender is just a construct, he told them, so it should be no problem turning him into a girl. Uh, They followed Money's advice, and they also brought Bruce and his twin brother, uh, Brian. He had a twin brother, so this makes it a good case study. Two twin brothers... Gender is just a social construct. It's all environmental. So you raise this boy, give him a sex change when he's a baby, raise him as a girl, should be no problem. He's a girl. Well, they also brought um, the two boys in for regular ser- therapy sessions with money, and money would sometimes instruct the boys to disrobe and inspect each other's genitals. Sometimes they were made to uh, simulate sex acts on each other. On at least one occasion, they disrobed and money took pictures uh, of them while naked. Never explained exactly why he did that, but... Maybe we can imagine. Money explained that this was all meant to be um, healthy sexual exploration for the boys, which he felt that he needed to witness and facilitate. Ultimately, Money was convinced that his project had been a smashing success. It was not. The female identity never took hold for Bruce because he wasn't a female. Eventually, he was told the truth. He decided to transition back to being a boy when he was about 13 or 14 years old. But his life and his brother's life had been destroyed. And uh, when they were both, I think, in their 30s, one, the twin brother, uh, had overdosed intentionally on antidepressants. And then Bruce went to, uh, a couple years later, to a grocery store parking lot with a sawed-off shotgun and shot himself in the head. Now, that is the story. That's the beginning of this story that you are all taught in school now. He's the guy who invented it. And there you go. So for all of you out there that might be contemplating gender theory and thinking it's a good idea to take your children in, have their weenies chopped off or burned off or whatever they do, and have a snip and tuck, well, besides just the draconian hell that you just would even consider doing such a thing like that and putting your children on beta blockers and all the other draconian crap that you do, the guy that started the whole thing was a pedophile, so be proud. Know that you too are a part of Satan's hand in helping build Satan's army with your children and God will punish you and there will be a millstone waiting. One other quick thing before we pray, Italian Prime Minister Mario Draghi resigned That's and also this, the Sri Lanka Prime Minister who was directing orders from afar to tell his military to take back the country at any cost. 
he's resigned. And in the process, the people in Sri Lanka have united with the military to share food and water and to start the economy anew. Things are looking up in some places of the world. Patriots, let's pray. It's 11 minutes after the hour. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We've come together and we are blessed with all that you have continued to reveal to us. We are truly in a time where we have eyes to see. And if we are careful, we can see all of this evil and the increasing levels of evil that are surrounding us that have infiltrated over the years. Lord, we have now discovered everything from Chinese that are operating in New York to run the vaccination centers to destroy American children. We have discovered the horrific nature of transgenderism. We continue to discover the depth of the pedophile network that is running this country to include Hunter and Joe Biden and probably most of the government officials in this time. We have continued to see just how dark our hospital and medical system are, that we can now understand that much of the places that we had counted on and trusted are in fact being used as a weapon against us. We've now discovered and seen how deep and corruption is within our ranks of our military leadership and how they're using the military as a trial balloon to brainwash the public. We've seen the levels of groomers and depths of evil that exist within our schools as parents cast their children into the fortresses of brain indoctrination and pass off their responsibilities and shirk off what they're supposed to be doing to have the state raise their children and then pray to you, Lord, even more hypocritically, to help me and wonder why their children become so distorted and screwed up. So, Father, today we come to you with a prayer for some common sense and some firm hand to start snapping these fools out of their sleeping slumber, to quit trying to cling on to a past that was built on the Babylonian structures of money and money magic, to quit trying to pray and cling for their bills to be paid and the debt to be resolved. It's all part of the past system that they willfully participated in. We pray for the churches that are using money as a vehicle to deliver Christ's message, that put the offering plate before the true meaning and relationship of the intimacy in Jesus. We pray for the resurrection of the pulpit in the true power of what it is supposed to be to truly speak from the heart of Jesus and not worry about the money, but instead to trust in you as we should be doing. We pray for these politicians that think that they can outsmart you, outmaneuver you, worship ball, worship Moloch, do child sex sacrifices and think that they're going to get off scot-free, being able to somehow escape death. We pray for that justice to come that they can start being held accountable for all that they're doing. And it's not to say that you're not doing this, Lord. More of the prayer is that we can begin to see the effects of this justice to build confidence and awakening within the people. Father, we're in a very interesting time where we continue to have the deceptions placed before us that people fall trapped to, the idols and the idol worship, the letters that they worship, the people that they worship, instead of taking their focus and turning it to you. So, Father, as, as heavy as a prayer this is, miss may be, we pray that there continues to be a shaking of the land. There continues to be a disruption of that which was passed and that which people seek instead to reveal it to be the evil that it is and what they're actually part of. 
And Father, that also may mean that people have to go through quite a trial. This nation is under judgment in our opinion, and we don't, we assume that by what we see, judgment is being delivered. But we also know that in your glory, that you're always seeking to bring us home, to bring us back to you. And it's such a beautiful path. So Father, we equally pray that those opportunities that present themselves, that you can place before us, that we can then use that moments to be guided by your breath, to be guided by your wisdom, to provide this insights that open people's eyes. And ultimately, those, let those seeds be planted that will lead them back to a relationship with Jesus. We're under no illusion that this will be a quick process. And though we know that you could fix this almost instantly or erase it equally, we're blessed that you've put us here in this time, in this place, to be part of the process of turning the ship, of resurrecting a nation that was literally lost. Father, these are heavy times for those that don't have a relationship with you and don't and lack that intimacy with Jesus. And so again, we do pray for those many because they are lost. They are the ones that perhaps have never met you, never understood you, never had a, a way to meet you and have you in their lives. These are people that have perhaps had been brainwashed to believe negative things or horrific things about what a church should be and what Christ was. And sadly, as we've said so many times in prayers, much of that responsibility is resting on the pulpit of the modern day that has passed off its responsibilities to a few shekels so that it can ensure that its salaries are paid and its programs are funded rather than just focusing on the word and the works that Jesus would want us to do. So Father, we pray for the strength of the many to now step into that gap, to fill that gap, doing the works that Jesus would want us to do, to meet, to engage, and not be set set back by who these people are. We need to remember, Father, and we pray that, that this will settle on people's hearts. We need to remember that Christ sat with prostitutes and tax collectors. He took time to listen and took time to talk to them. Let us have the strength and the same humility as Jesus. Because there's many out here, good souls, that could turn and join us. And that's what we believe ultimately is where you want us to be. This fight will be one, one person at a time, one soul at a time. And we have a big role in that. Let us not forget that, Father. So we pray for that wisdom. We pray for that clarity of mission. We pray for that understanding and purpose of why we are here. And we pray for those opportunities to be placed in our paths and let us see them as they fall before us so that we can respond appropriately with the opportunities that you offer. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. There's an interesting piece I'm going to play here in a few minutes, a perspective I think that it really struck me today is very powerful. Uh, before then, I want to play this quick piece. For those of you that are eager to buy a Tesla, just in case it's, again, more lies that we're having to undo. Here we go. Okay, uh, I'm in a tow truck right now. I just went to my dad's mass. And, of course, Teslas are beautiful cars, great cars, but... You know, the problem is if 
your, your, your friend is driving and he says it went from 50 miles to the charge to like zero. That's why I'm in a tow truck with my friend. What's your name, buddy? Danny. With Danny. And I'm in the middle of the road and it's freezing and I'm in a suit. And this is what happens with Teslas. I'm not saying anything bad about Teslas. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, don't say anything bad about Teslas. We don't want Elon to be um, musky about it. But here, here's the great part. When the weather gets colder, the charge falls off faster and you'll get stuck. But as a quick reminder, let's not be quick to judge as we encounter the many out here. And here's a good story to remember it by late king of a community had 10 wild dogs. He used these dogs to torture and eat his servants that made a mistake. One of the servants gave the king an opinion that was wrong and the king didn't like it at all. So he ordered that a servant be thrown to the dogs. The servant said, I served you for 10 years and you do this to me? Please give me 10 days before throwing me to the dogs. The king agreed. In those 10 days, the servant went to the guard who looks after the dogs. He told him that he would like to serve the dogs for the next 10 days. The guard was baffled but agreed. And the servant started feeding the dogs, bathing them, and taking care of all of their needs. When the 10 days was over, the king ordered that the servant be thrown to the dogs for his punishment. When the servant was thrown in, everyone was surprised to see that the ravenous dogs only licked the feet of the servant. The king, baffled at what he was seeing, asked, what happened to my dogs? The servant replied, I only served the dogs for 10 days, but they didn't forget my service. Yeah, I served you for a whole 10 years, and you forgot everything at my first mistake. The king then realized his mistake and ordered that the servant be let free. This video is a message. Don't forget the good things that people have done when they make a mistake. Remember, love covers over a multitude of sins. We're in a very challenging time where there's going to be mistakes. And especially in a time when so much is going on. And we're going to have to have some big hearts to look overlook a few things. The objective right now and the win of this time is to bringing people to Christ. That's the win. And there's really no in-between on that. How we get there, how many come across, the unknowns. But our mission is very clear. And the more that we can bring people to Christ, in the midst of this craziness, we shine. We become that lamp on the hill. And getting there is going to take trials. People are going to be challenged. We're going to be dealing with people that are as imperfect as we are or more. But each one of us, no matter how you your life has walked, I hesitate as I say we're sinners because of the way that's used, and you know that. We are sinners, but God doesn't want us staying in that closet of sin. He wants us getting up and moving, operating in the world, doing the things, being disciples is what we are seeking to be. And in that discipleship now, this is the win. The discipleship is the win. And God is calling many gifts and talents together to assemble and, and, and to listen to what he wants us to do and to do as he is asked, not to delay. This is how the world is changing. This is how the awakening, the true awakening is happening, the deep spiritual awakening, which is rippling across the world. All we have to do is look at the protests that people are pushing back on government. Those are baby steps. And though that may not be rooted deeply in the principle of what we would seek as faith, let us not fail to acknowledge God's hand in all of this. 
and how the world is being shaken. The governments are, are now scrambling to try to keep pace with the awakening of the people. And they have many things planned. Don't think that their plans are at the end because, after all, they're just agents of Lucifer himself. This is the duality of power. This is the good versus evil. And we say God will always win, and he will, but the win is so easy for us if we simply trust and follow him. I'm going to close with this piece here. It really was a great piece I found this morning. And it's a perspective on an American talking to Chinese Christians. Take a listen. Go to China from time to time and feet in the little living room, no air conditioning, hardwood floor, 22 sat there. They were sitting there, all 22 of them, and I looked around and I said, now if we get caught, what will happen to me? They said, oh, you'll get deported in 24 hours and we'll go to prison for three years. I said, you're kidding. How many of you have been in prison for your faith? Out of 22, 18 raised their hands. I thought, no way. I looked at him and I said, you, you 22 people, how many people do you oversee? Because they were all of these small group leaders, underground church leaders in the Hunan province. I said, how many, if you counted up all the people under your jurisdiction, how many would it be? And they counted them up and they said, little over 20 million. I said, what? See, we forget there's 1.3 billion people in China. This is crazy. Well. I had 15 Bibles and I passed them out, obviously seven didn't get them, and I said, let's turn to 2 Peter chapter 1 and we're going to read it. And just then one lady handed hers to somebody next to her. And I thought, hmm, interesting. Well, we turned there anyway, and as we started reading it, I understood why she gave it away. She had memorized the whole thing. She just recited the whole chapter. When it was done, I went over to her at a break and I said, you, you, you recited the whole chapter. She says, oh yes, I've memorized many chapters. I said, where did you memorize many chapters? She said, in prison. I said, you have much time in prison. <laughs> so I said, but don't they confiscate the Bible? And she said, yes. So people bring in scriptures written on pieces of paper and they bring it in. So I said, but then if they find that piece of paper on you, won't they confiscate that? She said, oh yes, that's why you memorize it as fast as you can. Because <laughs> even though they can take the paper away, they can't take what's hidden in your heart. I thought, wow. Well, after three days, you fall in love with these people. And when it was done, I said, how can I pray for you? I'm going to go back to America. You guys have been just so wonderful. How can I pray for you? They said, you know, Wayne, you guys can gather like this whenever you want to in America. We can't. Could you pray that one day we'll be just like you? And I looked at him and I said, I will not do that. Big incredulous eyes looked at me and they said, why? <laughs> I said, because you guys rode a train for 13 hours to get here. In my country, if you've got to drive more than an hour, people don't come. You sat on a wooden floor for three days. In my country, if people have to sit more than 40 minutes, they leave. You sat not only here for three days on a hard wooden floor, but you did it without air conditioning. In my country, if it's not padded pews and air conditioning, people don't often come back. 
In my country, we have an average of two Bibles per family. We don't read any of them. You hardly have any Bibles, and you memorize them from pieces of paper. I will not pray that we become like, uh, you become like us, but I will pray that we become just like you. Amen. There is much to learn and our arrogance of what we think that we control and dominate in Christian faith is an illusion. We have to get tougher. We have to get more committed. This is a war. It's a war we win and we lose based on our ability to give of ourselves as God would expect us to give. After all, Christ gave his life. And it wasn't an easy gift because they made sure it was a miserable death. And yet he overcame. And he warned us we would be persecuted. So buckle up. We've got a lot to do. And we have a long road ahead. And the win is on us. Patriots, as we close today, one final comment. Uh, Notice it just posted from President Donald J. Trump. I am very saddened to inform all of those that... loved her, referring to his sister or his ex-wife, Ivana Trump, his first wife, of which there are many, that Ivana Trump has passed away at her home in New York City. She was a wonderful, beautiful, and amazing woman who led a great and inspirational life. Her pride and joy were her three children, Donald Jr., Ivanka, and Eric. She was so proud of them as as we are all so proud of her. Rest in peace, Ivana. Her death is not considered suspicious, and police say she appears to have died of natural causes. Rest in peace. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up, patriots. We need a lot of prayers for our nations, and we need a lot of prayers for the strength of our fellow disciples of Christ. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We've got one shot at this. We're at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I will be on Brighton TV in the next 30 minutes if you choose to join. Otherwise, I'll see you this evening on Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. 
and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 